This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. These guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls. You talk about the top shooting guards in the game right now. You talk about Devin Booker. You talk about Donovan Mitchell. You talk about Jason Tatum. We talk about Anthony Edwards. What do you think you need to do as a whole to come in next year to take that step to where you're just solidified as the best shooting guard in the NBA? Just kill. Kill everybody, man. That's my mindset. Uh, come yes. Yes. Just it's kill true. everybody. I uh, love it. You know, anytime I match up with any of those guys, I'm going to guard them, and hopefully they guard me, and I showcase that I'm, I'm a lot better than them. Is Anthony Edwards, man, signed that big new contract officially over the weekend. You guys probably saw uh, – Planes flying around the Twin Cities with Anthony Edwards banners hanging behind them. The whole the LED screen on the side of the Resorts World Casino Hotel in Vegas, like the NBA hotel at Summer League, had a big Anthony Edwards montage. So the Wolves splurged on their marketing budget. I yeah, guess, is the moral of the weekend. Yeah, full, full page ad I think on the back of the Star Tribune Sunday Sports section too with um, Ant extended and then ticket sales. <laughs> Yes. Try to move tickets. So we're going to get, by the way, you're wondering, wait a second, this, is that Judd? Yeah. Is that Judd and Declan? On, yeah. Where, on why is Declan there? Flagrant Howells here? Mr. Basketball uh, here. Kyle looks different these yeah. days. So yeah, dude, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle is Kyle's going to be, we're going to do an episode with Kyle uh, tomorrow, a big summer league notebook dump. Yep. Kyle has a couple epic stories he's going to tell too on uh, Flagrant Howells tomorrow. Nice. It does feel better though, because I know Kyle is at least probably the bigger Jaden McDaniels fan of me, which is saying something. I know I was like, I tried to pinpoint that early, but but I know Kyle loves him some Jaden McDaniels. Yes. So the Jaden McDaniels positivity will still remain, whether Kyle or Declan are on the screen. That's still a thing. I love it. So yeah, just for the audience here. So, so starting this week, we are, I guess here's the headline. We are expanding some of our team-centric shows on Score North. We brought back the Score North Twin Show. We're expanding Judd's Hockey Show with more episodes throughout the year. And we're expanding flagrant howls. So you're still in addition to the episodes with Kyle Tige and myself, Phil Mackey, of which there's going to be even more in the regular season. We're moving some of the stuff that we did on Mackey and Judd, like talk about the Timberwolves, for instance, into uh, the team centric shows. We just like we see the metrics. We see the feedback from you guys. You guys love I mean, Purple Daily kind of has started it all in terms of like the team centric shows for us. And so we just want to pour more energy into Flagrant Howls, Judd's Hockey Show, Scorner Twin Show. Everything we do on Mackie and Judd, whether it's team-centric or whatever, is still going to be available in the Mackie and Judd podcast feed. That's one of the most important things to note, so that's not going to interrupt your listening experience. And same on the Scorner the YouTube channel. Um, but the headline is, we're going to expand Flagrant Howls, expand and bring back Scorner Twin Show. So we're pumped about it. And now uh, we can do a little... Mm-hmm. Summer League notebook dump here, and you guys get to accompany. This is your first time ever on Flagrant House. How does it feel to be part of everyone's favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast right now? Does it feel good? It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a ton of pressure. 
Well, the intro says, like you know, we, we survived the David Conn. Yeah. They survived the David you know Conn era. So did we. I mean, we had, what, other Randy Whitmans. I feel like Cat, you know? though, if something starts to, to go wrong, I think I'm going to just bitch and moan about it and complain. Really? Yeah. And I feel like you should be Ant and tell me, hey, suck it up, big man. Well, I, uh, Kyle might share more on this tomorrow, but let's just say that some people very close to Anthony Edwards do consume flagrant howls on a regular basis. And uh, in a polite way, it has been made clear that maybe I am a little too hard on Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, that's true. Maybe old Macadac should pump the brakes on the Carl Anthony Towns criticism. So we'll see. We'll see. It's up to Cat, really, ultimately. I'm excited to hear the story. That's all I'll say. (laughs) But let's start here, gentlemen, as we kind of go through uh, things that have happened Throughout the uh, Summer League weekend, we have NBA core rankings, young core rankings from Bleacher Report. All right. Now, remember a year ago, the Wolves mortgaged their entire future to get Rudy Gobert. Oh, my God. What are they going to do? They don't have everyone they have now, except for Anthony Edwards and Jay McDaniels, is close to 40 years old, and they don't have any first round draft picks, even though they do next year have a first round draft pick. According to Bleacher Report, the Timberwolves have the seventh best young core in the entire National Basketball Association. Notable players entering their age 23 or younger seasons include Anthony Edwards, Jade McDaniels, Josh Minot, Wendell Moore Jr., Leonard Miller, who just went off in the first summer league game a couple nights ago. Here's the write-up. It's tempting to put the Timberwolves even higher than seventh. Ooh. Anthony Edwards is that dude in every way, shape, and form. Jade McDaniels partners relentless defense and dependable shooting with a disarming and burgeoning floor game. We need to see more from the rest before jacking up Minnesota's collective ranking. Mm. By the way, Leonard Miller, the 33rd pick by the Wolves in that draft, he's six foot ten. You finally saw him on the floor, like he played in the G League, obviously, but like he's six foot ten with room to maybe get to like two twenty five, two thirty. He had a play in that game. It's been surfacing around uh, social media. He blocks a three pointer grabs the rebound, and then dribbles like three times and throws down a hammer dunk and hangs on the rim. It's like, this is a freaking six foot ten supreme athlete who can shoot, get up and down the floor, block shots. He can pass a little bit, too. So I think uh, we were maybe a little premature in writing off the future of the Timberwolves because of the Rudy Gobert trade. In defense of Wolves fans, though, and I continue to say this, and Gerson started this, okay, because, yes, I know he was... Fired. I know that there was controversy, but Gerson Rosas actually started a pretty nice snowball of of identifying talent. Is we had become so accustomed for so long to those second round picks being sold or being shrugged at, right? Ah, what are you going to get in the second round? And when you look around this league, a lot of teams get a lot there. So, like, if there was. If there was a list of reasons why Conley replaced Gerson, I would say identifying, cultivating, and finding talent where it might not have been found previously was a big one. So while while the Gobert trade might, in retrospect, turn out to be a terrible trade, I think the reality is Tim Conley also has a pretty good track record, and I think Gerson did the same thing of identifying talent where Wolves fans aren't used to it being identified, but it should have been. And you're betting that, like, all the majority of these second-round picks, you know, 
of the five they've collected, the four or five they've collected over the last few years, can one or two of them turn into legitimate rotation players? That's what, mm-hmm. that's the goal here. Like, obviously, you can find a diamond in a rough, and you know the Joker becomes the MVP as a second round pick. You know that's that's an anomaly, but can you find solid role players in that bunch of, of the of the of the majority of them? Can one or two of them hit the ceiling and they become legitimate contributors to the team? Yeah, it looks like Leonard Miller might have a chance even this year at some point. Josh Minette is one of my favorite young guys on the team, too. Um, we'll see what he looks like the rest of Summer League. There was a funny moment. I think it was Chris B. Haynes was doing an interview with Josh Minot. I think he did one before the game, and then, or halftime, and then after the game, or whatever it was. And he mispronounced his last name in the first part of the interview. He, he said, I'm here with Josh Minot. <laughs> you know, Josh, you know, tell me about such and such. And Josh kind of like puts his head down and answers the question. And then he goes, and the second question was like, you know, what do you need to do to like, you know, put your stamp on this summer league, whatever. And Josh goes, well, I think he said not to be rude or not to be disrespectful, but I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to do enough so that people know that my name is Josh Minot. <laughs> okay, that's good. And good I and you. I'm just paraphrasing it, but there's a it's a great clip. Jim Peterson sent it out. Kyle sent it out on social media. So he's got a little little chip on his shoulder trying to. Make some noise and get on the roster here. All right, second uh, notebook point here. Our guy Carl Anthony Towns is still talking a lot of trash this offseason. This was a little thing, but added to the list of like, it's like the summer of cat chirping. Be careful, people are watching this. (laughs) So he was at uh, NBA Con in Vegas where they're just bringing in all these like big names and stuff to talk about different topics. And the interviewer said, what do you say to the people who think three bigs can't work in 2023? You know, like they brought back Nas Reed on the contract. They got to find room for all three of these big guys. You know, what do you say to people who think three bigs can't work in 2023? And Kat said, he paused, he goes, watch us kind of condescendingly watch us. Like we show that it can work. I don't know that the wolves have proven that it can work yet at a super high level. Right. But um, I'm making a list here just for fun here. A list of Cat's off-season trash talk so far. There's the watch us comment from NBA Con. There's the I've won at every level except college comment from the GQ magazine interview. Which is not really There's true. There's the when I retire, people will say I changed the game on the, was that the Pat Bev podcast? Yes. In which he also said that what the Timberwolves have accomplished is more impressive than what the Nuggets have accomplished in winning a championship, so... What uh, what do you think of the summer of cat trash talking, Judd? Back it up, big man. Back it up. Back it up a lot. And look, the reality of the situation, just to be clear, in my opinion, is this. You have, and I realize that all three of these guys, Cat, Nas, and Gobert, are very big. But you have one true big man, like a center, like a post player, old school post player, right? Gobert. Nas and Cat are the ones that have to, like... Ideally, if I'm Chris Finch and Conley, I want I want the perception at the end of the coming season to to not be wow they made three bigs work. I want the perception to be they made one big and two outstanding sort of positionless players work. Because like I think when we say like like when Dex goes back old school, you know, twin towers with Elijah Wan and Samson, right? That was the old couple guys in the post. They're gonna just be, this isn't that. This is supposed to be Cat, phenomenal player and athlete. Nas, is, Nas has shown that, right? I mean, Nas has gotten outside. Nas has done some very nice things. 
especially when Cat was out. And Gobert's the one guy who's going to clog things up a bit and hopefully get boards. But I think the most important thing is for Cat and Nas, but especially Cat, to change the perception that that it's like all of these bigs. It's really not. It's supposed to be two guys that are, or at least one who's an outstanding athlete who can change the game in that way. Yeah, and that's like that's the thing about Cat and Nas. I mean, Cat and Nas are different players too, but they can both kind of handle and dribble drive. Yes. And like Cat is more of a perimeter player than a traditional big who's clogging things up. Right. So, but I mean, hell, was it Chris Finch? Everyone's doing media rounds this weekend. I know Finchie was on uh, Dane Moore's podcast, too. I, th- I don't know if that's posted yet. But on one of these interviews, he said that there's a chance they could try to put all three of them on the court at the same time, mm-hmm. which I don't I don't know that that would work well. But, you know, you look around the league, especially with the Nuggets, and Tim Connolly built like 90% of that Nuggets championship team, and they added some pieces. But size, like the Nuggets' size just wears on teams. Yes. And I know that small ball has become super fashionable in the last 10 years, namely because the Warriors are the greatest small ball team of all time. But there are still different ways to construct a winning team. And I kind of like that we're going back a little bit toward, hey, you can put a bunch of big guys, out, even like big guards out on the court and just make it hard, make passing lanes crowded and grab rebounds and things and so if if the Wolves can put the biggest lineup possible out there without it like hampering their ability to get up on the court, I'm interested. I'm just curious to see how far can they stretch it. Like, are they really going to try and, like Chris Finch kind of hinted, maybe put Nas Reed on the court at the same time? I don't know about that, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I think to Judd's point, maybe the Twin Towers term um, from going back to like 90s basketball too big, it probably just was the wrong term to use from the get-go. Not not to say that this fit also doesn't work with Gobert and Towns and, and now Nas Reed also on the court together, but I think from the get-go using that term I think kind of doomed them from the start because it, it's it's not Twin Towers. They're not two dudes that are just cinder blocks clogging up the, the middle of the paint. It's two completely different type of players. So I think also that term basically doomed them from the start with the comparison. Yeah, like in a, in a perfect world, Cat's firing like eight, nine, ten threes a game. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe maybe doing a little bit down low, but there's got to be some matchups. But it's funny because like when you put Cat up against smaller defenders, sometimes you think, oh, like a big man. This is what Shaq always says. You know, Shaq always hammers Cat for like when you got someone smaller on you, like back them up. You know, back them up like a like a semi truck basically. But that's not really Cat's game. He's not going to like back you down and then right. throw a two handed dunk down on you. He actually sometimes gets a little flustered when smaller defenders are like up in his kitchen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's still kind of a lot to be figured out here. But I'm with Judd. I'm not going to sit here and continue to to bully Carl Anthony Towns. But boy, he's talking a lot of trash this off season. And yeah, back it up, he, dude. He he and this team have to definitely back it up. Um, you know, a company that does back up their trash talk is Finch Home Solutions, gentlemen. That is so so true. And guess what? They they not only back it up, but they arrive with that truck at your house meet me and they can take care of projects big or small electrical problems like you could have a light out a light problem finch fixes it you could need your home entirely rewired guess who the best choice is finch fast efficient and courteous 24 uh 24 7 emergency service also available you can call them 612-357-2604 or if you're more like sports dad you can email them 
Go on to their website, info at finchhomesolutions.com or finchhomesolutions.com. You can fill out a form, tell them exactly what you need. They're going to arrive at your house without a phone call. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to do great work. Again, fast, efficient, and courteous. That is what my friend Cody and his team at Finch Home Solutions give you. Also, a shout-out to our friends over at EcoFun. So um, a Score North listener bought an EcoFun electric bike over the weekend, which is awesome. Yeah, if you go in there, tell them that we sent you. So you can see, by the way, some of these souped-up golf carts, too. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. That's right for oh. De- yep. Dex needs one. Yep. I mean, there's a it's a, a buck two fifty four seat EFI golf cart <laughs> in stock and on sale for sixty four ninety nine. They also include fold out windshield standard at no extra cost. All sorts of fun electric bikes, souped up golf carts, youth ATVs. There's two EcoFun stores in the metro area: Forest Lake off I thirty five. And Burnsville off 35W. You can also find them at EcoFunMotorsports.com. EcoFunMotorsports.com. It's Mackie here. And a shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples even. So I am an allergy sufferer. And it's uh, it's rough sometimes with stuffy, runny nose. For me, it can be like dry, scratchy eyes, throat, even just feeling tired. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief. Just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D or ask for Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. That's Claritin.com. Use as directed. All right, gentlemen, continuing to dump our Summer League notebook here on Flagrant House. The NBA in-season tournament info has been unveiled to the public. As interesting stuff. Let me go through this. You interrupt me and let me know what you think of some of this stuff. So the NBA is basically trying to make November and early December the early part of the season, more fun and meaningful. Because, mm-hmm. like, traditionally, the first couple months of the NBA, there's not even, like, as many nationally televised games. It's just kind of like, yeah. Christmas, right? Football. It's, and, yeah, it's yeah. a like soft it's slow launch until, until Christmas. Until Christmas. Mm-hmm. And yep. then, bang. Yep. So they're coming in hot here. There's going to be, so to start the season, a tournament will tip off on Friday, November 3rd, starting with group play, which we'll get to. It'll culminate with the championship on Saturday, December 9th. The semifinals and the championship will take place in Las Vegas. So group play, all 30 teams have been divided into six groups of five within their conference. There's three groups in each conference. So the Timberwolves group is the Wolves, the Warriors, the Kings, the Thunder, and the Spurs. Mm -hmm. Each team will play four designated group games on tournament nights. So the NBA is going to have tournament nights, creating some festivities right one game against each opponent in the group two games at home two games on the road eight teams will advance to the knockout rounds so the six group winners advance and then one wild card from each conference will also advance to the knockout rounds and those knockout rounds will be single elimination starting in the quarterfinal to the semifinal and the championship and the qualifying teams will compete for a prize pool and also the nba cup trophy so 
all of these games will count toward their regular season records and standings. And then for the teams that play extra games, like once you get into the knockout stage, for the teams that don't get to play those games, they're going to add a couple games to their regular season schedule in early December once we kind of know who's in and who's out. So everyone's going to wind up having this baked into their 82-game schedule, but now there's going to be something, you know, in theory, more meaningful to play for in November and December. Are you guys in or out on this? Now, just to be clear, the championship game, which is going to be in Vegas, is going to be the only additional game, correct? So, so that like, game that game does not count as one of the 82. Yes, right, so you like will actually play an extra game there, and, and it'll be. So we've been reading about this. I think uh, Silver said in his statement about it that this had actually been bandied about the NBA going back 15 years to David Stern's time. And this got out, I don't know, five years ago? Four years back, and my initial thought was, oh, this sounds, this sounds like a reach. But the more I thought about it, okay, and yes, Sports Dad can change his mind. Sports Dad's wow. negativity can turn into a positive. And when I saw this, when I saw the, the plan, my first thing, which will never happen, would be for every regular season to be reduced, just on its face. I'd love for hockey and basketball to play like 65 games or something, but... That's not going to happen because of TV, because of attendance, blah, blah, blah. I actually love this idea. I love this idea because I think the youthful basketball fans will like this. And I think originally I I thought, like, are they going to add games? Like, how does this work? Because I don't want more games. And really, aside from the championship game, they're not going to. I Mm -hmm. I think this is a great acknowledgement that the regular seasons are far too long and boring and bore people, um, especially young fans who, who are like, why am I going to watch a November basketball game? These guys go until June or something like that. So my new stance is this. I think this is a really good concept, a really good idea. I think it's going to create fun for fans and just as importantly for players as well. I think young players are going to like this a lot. So when I saw the final plan, I actually really, really like this. And I wonder um, after sort of watching how it goes, if hockey will try something like this as well. Mm. Because you know what? And and also, here's the thing, too. We've seen this. Every league is trying to figure out for its next TV contract, how do we get more, right? Because, like, we're giving them TNT or ESPN. This is going to add because now you're going to say, hey, look, we've got a tournament within these games. So, like, when you previously showed a Friday night game on ESPN, the Pistons and the Hornets, fans were like, who gives a crap? But now yeah. it's good. Now it's going to be. An now end- it's a- yes. yes. So I, I think that this is actually genius in how it's structured. And I approve completely. And I'm very positive, ladies and gentlemen. Just real quick to add, like. If we all kind of agree, and and even I'm a huge NBA fan and nerd and geek, and I love watching November and December NBA games, but even I could admit, there's just not much of a feel to it. It's just kind of like a disposable, you can't get off to a terrible start and expect to dig out of it necessarily, but it's just, it it does feel like a, it feels like a soft launch to the NBA season every single year until Christmas. And then it's like Christmas, boom, now we're, now we're cooking and now we get into January with the All-Star game on the horizon stuff. So it can't get any worse than the than the vibes that are happening like, in yeah. November, December right now. Love so it. like to do to do this, to me it's worth a shot. I love I love the fact that they're just doing something totally off the wall. It takes baseball thirty years to implement changes. 
and the NBA just like, let's try it and see what happens. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I, I'm for cutting regular season games down, which would be great. Um, I know that's not the plan here, but yeah, the, so the semifinals and championship games take place at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas for this. And also, let me just throw out this amazing potential opportunity. Let's say the Wolves are in Vegas for these semifinals and championship games. Oh, well, you know country. what's on Sunday. Vikings in oh, Vegas. Oh, dude, are you it serious? It could be a Minnesota sports epic weekend in Las Great. Vegas. And maybe. Oh, 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 yes, call. maybe. Oh, see you guys later. I'm heading out right now. Maybe. Score North makes a Vegas trip to watch the Wolves and Vikings and has an absolute blast. Wow. Just throwing it out there now. That would be Planting so that dangerous. Seed right that would now. be so dangerous. I'd have to so go. So what, what's the what day of the week is that? Is the ninth? Is that a Saturday? So the semifinals is a Thursday. The championship game, I believe, is Saturday. Yep. yep. So Saturday. it'd be us. and then the Vikings would be on Sunday. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh my God! Oh, I'd have to be reeled in. I would need a babysitter. Yeah, I was going to say oh, it's my not. Goodness. Yeah, Thanks, coming up next, Vent Line with Ross hey. Brendel, AJ <laughs> Fredrickson, hey. and and another slappy because the three hosts are <laughs> passed out on the strip. That's a great. Find yeah, dude. Text. Let's let's definitely circle that. I mean, they have to get out of group play, and it's kind of a you got the upstart squirrely kings. You know, the the warriors or well, the warriors might not care about this. You might be catching the Warriors during a time where they're not going to be tricked into caring about November and December basketball. So, so we'll see. The Spurs are kind of a wild card too because they could be. By the way, Greg Popovich just signed like a five-year, you know, eighty million dollar contract extension. I looked I it know. up. He's seventy-four years old. <laughs> I I, lo- I honestly thought that he might walk away at some point soon. Dude, he's going to be signed until he's like eighty. I know. It's incredible, man. It'll buy him some more some more red wine for that. Uh, for that seller he's got at home. But I I love this too. I think it, you know, why you know, not? Every time there's a major change in sports, I feel like everyone's like, oh, this is stupid. It's like the cool thing is to say how stupid it is. Yes. I, and for a team like the Timberwolves, when other teams like maybe Denver and the Warriors who've been to the mountaintop and back, maybe they're going to be kind of in, ah, this is fine, but we're, let's yeah. wait. A, a team like the Timberwolves should be looking to fire out of the gate and show everyone and yep. maybe at some point, I wonder if they could incentivize this to where, like, if you win the NBA Cup, yeah, do you get like an automatic seed, some sort Ooh. of automatic seed or something? Yeah. Ooh, I like it's that. Just, for the it's future. just prize but then, money, but then right? what's the point of the yeah. rest of your season? I guess yeah. that's an. But that's an interesting one. Yeah, it, it needs to be workshopped. But is there some playoff yeah. incentive? That well, the you whole could... thing does. But I mean, it's a. I I love the fact that they're adding significance with not trying to add games. Or, like, shut down. My, my fear was originally, when I read this, that they were going to, like, take a three-week break, right, from games yeah. and, like, have these games instead. I think this is the absolute sweet spot for how to do this. Yeah, I think you're yeah. guaranteed a play-in spot. Maybe that's it. You're guaranteed at least. And if, like, you're better, then you're better. Like I could see that. Fine. Maybe yeah. you're just guaranteed at least like, a play-in spot. I like where you guys are. That. Come on, Adam. Head-wise. Yeah. Oh, like, in I like theory, like, if are. you're good enough to win the NBA Cup in the first month and a half of the season, you shouldn't be, like, fighting for your life to make the play-in. But it would be – it is the Wolves, though. So yeah, that, the that thing will be, I guarantee, by this time next year, that thing is going to be sponsored by somebody. It ain't going to be the NBA oh, Cup. Oh, absolutely. That thing's going to yes. be a, a very Dude, it rich... might be. It, no, it probably will be this year. Yeah, I mean, they still have – Yeah, it could be. Five months to figure Somebody's out. Somebody's going to buy that cup, though. The right. Yeah, I, so, yeah, so it sounds like unanimously we're all pretty pretty fired up about it. All right. Um, 
thank you guys for hanging out with us here on Flagrant Howls. And again, everything that we do is going to be on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed, just like it's always been, just like our Timberwolves talk has always been. But we are expanding Flagrant Howls. We're expanding the Scorner Twin Show, expanding Judd's Hockey Show. Look at Pat just walking in there. Pat I here. gave him the thumbs up. It was it was. It's a Jason Declan's fault. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you guys. Flagrant Howls, your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast. All right. Perfect.